0: Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad. And the ugly It happens on the Cars Tour, Stickered Up is chewing Chewing on on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn.
1: Welcome to Stickered Up Podcast. I'm Stephen Dunn, your host of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. 2021 is now wrapped up. We've crowned two champions, Bobby McCarty on the late model stock car side, his third Cars Tour championship, and then Carson Quapple captured the super late model stock car, or championship at South Boston Speedway several weeks ago. This is our first video edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, and we're gonna recap 2021. Uh, In studio today, we've got the owner of the Cars Tour, Mr. Jack McNally. Jack, welcome to the Stickered Up Podcast. Thank you very much. And to his left, we've got Keely Dubinsky. Keely is the administrative officer for the Cars Tour. She's the one that picks up the phone most times when you call the Cars Tour office. Welcome to the Stickered Up Podcast, Keely. And then to my immediate right, Mr. Justin Johnson fell just short of a championship as a car owner and a driver, but still a great season. Welcome back to the Stickered Up podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, Appreciate it. Absolutely. And, uh, Jack, I want to start with you. All right. Year seven in the books.
2: It is. Um, Take a deep breath. (laughs) I did after South Boston for sure. Uh, You know, it's, it's... Seven years has gone pretty fast, to be honest with you. Uh, But it's just as much fun as it was in year one. And uh, just to be on a roll that we're on right now is very, very satisfying. Yeah, one of the things that that I looked at, Jack, and
1: late model stock car, um, you had 67 different drivers, race at least once with you throughout the course of the year. 12 of those drivers made all 13 starts, uh, crowned a three-time champion, uh, Bobby McCarty, which is unprecedented. Eight winners in 13 races. I don't think you'll ever get to where you were at last year with, you know, <laughs> 11 winners in 12 races, right. uh, but but still pretty, pretty spread out there. Um, of those eight winners, uh, this, this man to my right here, he won his first and second career cars tour races here in 2021. And uh, his his driver Caden Honeycutt also won two races. Josh Berry, Mister Everything, won two races. Then Bobby with three. But you had some uh, had some first time winners: Minnie Tyrell, Daniel Silvestri, Mister Johnson here, and Honeycutt. So from that aspect, it
2: was a great year. It was, uh, you know, and, and in the case of Many, you know, a very emotional win. Uh, there at Tri County. He's been so close so many times. He and his family run an organization, uh, and to see him finally close the deal was pretty pretty satisfying. Another memory that sticks in my mind is Deke's win at Wake County. Uh, Deke's been struggling here of late a little bit, uh, not only racing, but family-wise. And to see him uh, win at his home track was pretty, pretty yeah. cool, too.
3: He don't give you no love. That's okay. I, you know, <laughs> I, I enjoyed seeing uh, both Deke and and Minnie pull it off. I thought, you know, uh, throughout the season, um, you know, everyone had their highs and lows, and everyone went on a couple race streak, um, you know, where they could contend, um, and then it would. It was like another round of two or three drivers would take over the reins for a couple weeks.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Keenan, what's your what's your favorite memory of twenty twenty one from the tower?
4: Um, honestly, seeing Minnie capture his first win was, was really cool just because, you know, that that team, they don't, they don't have a lot of help. Um, it's very, very family-oriented, and he's young. So that was cool to see them pull that off. Obviously, Justin, I cried in victory lane on that one. I was so happy for you. Um, just but, you know, there were so many. Moments this year, and e- even seeing you know Josh win some, Bobby win some, every victory lane's exciting. So it's kind of hard to, to pick one.
1: Jack on the on the super side, um, eight races, four winners. Um, Carson Quapple who was your champion, won four times. Uh, Matt Craig once. Uh, Sammy Smith won. Him. Chandler Smith won. You had forty drivers make starts on the super late model side. Um, and again, kind of bittersweet for you. We talked about this uh, a little bit off the air uh, with the with the super late models coming to an end. You guys going to the pro late models in 2022. But talk a little bit about you know how you felt the 2021 campaign on the super side went.
2: Well, you know it was very competitive, right. uh, as you alluded to, um, and and we were fortunate in being able to. Work with the Southern Super Series on a couple of those events, uh, which helped our car count and helped the show. Uh, But the bottom line was on a standalone super race where it was just our late models and our our supers, uh, I guess the biggest disappointment was the car count on the super side. And as many people know, uh, back in the day when I had the Pro Cup Series, we suffered through the same thing, uh, low car counts. And I just was not of the mindset to go through that again. Uh, the last three years with the Pro Cup, uh, we suffered. We suffered financially, we suffered from an image standpoint from the fans, from the tracks, from the sponsors, the vendors, <clears throat> vendors. and I was just not ready to do that again. So. Uh, I saw this coming last year, uh, 2020, uh, and sure enough, in 2021, it became reality that, to be honest with you, we were going to have about seven or eight cars, and I am not going to put on a show and and try to sell tickets and uh, please sponsors with seven and eight cars. That's not going to do it.
1: Well, and I think, too, I think anybody that follows the tour, follows the series for the last seven years knows that um that's been kind of wonderful a lot of those are really to the cars, going
5: to be the cars Delivery by a truck we'll a little the little blood of our said, you, um, solid um, rock carriers of things, things that I North wanted to Carolina kind of pick your brain about. Um, specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. The, uh, and here's the, an the opportunity for you can join the solid rock carrier $10,000 a have a CDL license like to find out more call 521 for solid rock carriers um, got, supporting short track racers that that and industry professionals and, and the title uh, sponsor of the
1: Cars Tour. And the effort, obviously, to, to pull that, try to pull that off. But just wanted to kind of get your thoughts and opinions on that. And can we expect to potentially go back to Rockingham in 2023 or 2024?
2: I truly don't know the answer to that. Um, as I said at lunchtime with Keeley, it just seemed like that event was doomed from, from the get-go. Um, we suffered through the tire situation. We suffered with the track coming up a little bit. Um, you know, and quite frankly, uh, we suffered with some of the competitors thinking that we didn't need to be there, right? Um, not sure that I totally understood that or my end of that but that being said i can't force people to go race sure and uh so i was concerned about the car count for sure um and then the straw that broke the proverbial camel's back was when i think it was two days before our first open test yeah. we learned that the ball was dropped in indiana at hoosier And they hadn't even built the tires yet right and when we found that out i said well this this we're done i checked with the two promoters charlie hansen and mike stoddard and uh i just told them that i didn't think there was any way we're gonna pull this off yeah uh i talked with mike the other day and he wanted to know my thoughts on trying to pursue it for a future year be it 21 or 22 and I, you know, I just plain told him, I, I guess I'm too honest to a fault, that I did not think that I had the competitors enough wanting to participate. And again, I, I'm not sure I understand that, but that's the way it is. Justin, I'll, I'll lean and ask you. You were at one of the tire tests
1: last December. actually didn't participate in the tire test but you saw some of the issues obviously that that
3: Jack referred to from a driver and an owner standpoint what's your what's your take on that yeah I definitely commend Jack I mean I I think it would have been an awesome show if everything would have fallen in place um you know I, I heard some of the concerns of you know of course everyone was worried to death about uh you know the tires and the situation that they were having initially um I don't know if they could have built us one that would you know Work to everyone's uh, you know standards, but I think the biggest um, you know overall concern that I heard um, across the board was just the uh, the speeds, the you know the max and the minimum speeds, and and the fact that you know everyone felt like uh, anything that happened, like whether it be mechanical, whether it be a tire, or whether it be you know a competitor induced crash, then you were more than likely you know out of sixty seventy thousand dollars that the car was probably going to be done. I think they would have been perfectly safe, um, you know, from the driver sitting in the seat. But, uh, you know, as a budget and, and teams that are, you know, uh, looking to spend X dollars per race uh, and they have their crashes built in, you know, rarely do you think, oh, you know, we're going to go here and if anything happens, you know, there's a complete car for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, we tried, right? That's, that, that's it. <laughs> well, I mean, again, I think that that that's that's what we wanted to talk about. We wanted to get a perspective, and um, and you know, I think even fans were a little on the fence whether this thing was going to be a success. So, um, speaking of tires, we had a tire shortage.
3: Uh, when did that start? Back what was it about May? April, May. April, uh, May. April, May. And I don't think anyone thought it was going to get quite as extreme as it got, you know, but it definitely um, shocked all of us.
1: Well, Jack, I'll be the first from a from a fan standpoint that I commend you and Chris and Keeley and your entire team for the efforts and the rabbit holes that y'all probably went down to, to get tires for, for races and events. And I know it wasn't ideal, but talk a little bit about what that what that journey was for the last two and a half, three months, making sure that you had tires for, for all of these right. events and to, to be fair, to have a, a level
2: playing field for your competitors. It was, it was a challenge, it, it surely was. I, I, I truly thought that once 2020 was over, that we were home free. Yeah. Um, and we started out 2021 in pretty good shape. And all at once this tire shortage came, uh, and I'll be honest with you, 2021 to me, uh, as a promoter, was harder to navigate through all that than even 2020 was. In 2020, it was just a matter, we couldn't race a certain tracks, so we just went somewhere else. Mm-hmm. In 21, we didn't have that choice. I mean, it, it, the tire thing was all over the country. Yeah. So if... If we had a tire shortage, so did Florence, so did Greenville. I mean, it was yeah. no, there was no relief to it. Right, um, And it was one of those deals where everybody, everybody lost. Yeah, Everybody was hindered by this situation, I'll call it. Um, the series was hindered. The competitors were ser- uh, hindered. Uh, track owners were hindered. I don't know, if they don't get this thing straightened out, it it could be devastating to the short track scene. Um, you know, you take your track operator, a lot of these tracks do a lot of private testing. Mm-hmm. Take Hickory, for example. On a normal situation, I would say that four to five days a week, he's got teams there testing, and they're paying him. To test well with no tires nobody's coming to test so he's a hammering yeah the second group of people that I feel really bad about is the younger drivers now Justin he might be able to and I'm sure he is go out and practice all day on a bunch of scuffs bunch of junk tires throw four sticker tires on time to go qualify he can Probably do that fairly easy. The 14-, 15-, 16 fifteen, sixteen-year-old kid yeah. is not going to be able to do that. Yeah, it's just it's it's just not going to happen. Well, let me let me ask you,
1: because you had that young kid and Kate Honeycutt, and you've worked with Connor Jones here the last few weeks as well towards the end of the year. How have you, as a car owner, and in- you know, adjusted to that, taking these taking these young men to the racetrack to
3: test when you don't have three, four sets of tires. Yeah, it was tough, uh, especially you know, I mean, for myself, you know, I've been to most of the tracks and um, yeah. and know my way around. But you know, there was uh, you. Know, we took Connor and I think uh, Carter Langley was that was one of the more challenging weekends because uh, Tri County is pretty rough on tires. We were absolutely out of everything and. Uh, you know, I just felt bad for it being his first cars tour event, first time at Tri County, and he's out there on race tires, slipping and sliding, and trying to learn his way, trying to dissect. I mean, I knew we had you know uh, a set of stickers to put on him for qualifying, but you know, there's no way uh, mentally that he could prepare uh, that weekend. Um, I think Caden did a phenomenal job with it, uh, but luckily he got adapted to the car and the. Process early on, so I mean, think comes from a dirt background as well. But um, it was really tough with with both Carter Grant Thompson um, there at the end of the year. You know, we were running out of options. Yeah.
1: Well, hopefully we'll have tires in 2022, and that
3: doesn't become an issue. But.
1: So that will wrap up segment one here for the Stickered Up podcast. Brandon Willard's got the caution flag out. We'll take this opportunity to come down pit road, Sticker Up. We return. We're going to preview what's to come in 2022. You're listening to the Stickered Up podcast.
5: Stickered Up, official podcast to the Cars Tour.
0: RNS Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. Needing new tires
5: and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations Durham and Roxboro, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at ThriftyTireOnline.com. The official Car Care Service Center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up Podcast.
0: Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.TV. That's PitRow.TV. Don't change that channel.
5: Sponsor
3: of the Cars Tour. Hey, this is Josh Berry, and you're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen It Dunn.
1: Welcome back to Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Before we jump into segment two, I want to remind everyone of our friends at Southern National Motorsports Park 2021 Solid Rock Thanksgiving All-Star Classic. November the 26th through the 28th. Three days of racing. You can go to the website, uh, snppark.com. That's where you can go. You can get all your ticket information, VIP suites, trackside side parking, uh, 150 lap late model stock car race on Sunday afternoon. will cap off the event. Again, snppark.com, Southern National Speedway, and the Thanksgiving Classic. Uh, 2022, will be here before you know it, Jack. Sure will. You guys have been feverishly working, I know. Yeah,
2: we just finished our schedule, made it public at South Boston. So uh, I'll just let you talk to my assistant about that.
1: So Keeley uh, announced a schedule at South Boston Speedway, a little bit different, uh, 15 late model stock car races, 12 uh, of the pro late model. Why don't you give us a little bit of uh, the highlights for what we can expect here in 2022?
4: Well, I think the biggest highlight is us opening our season and closing it at Carraway. I think that that was something that surprised a lot of competitors just because it's different I mean, we haven't opened and closed at the same place before. Um, but I do, I think it's, it's neat that we're opening with the Old, Old North State Nationals. Um, that's the biggest race of the year. It's the largest paying race. So I think that'll kind of kick off an intense season for sure. Um, I think that, too, a lot of uh, people were interested to see that we were repeating multiple tracks on the schedule this season, um, like Tri-County, Ace, um, and Hickory.
1: I will ask, uh, Jack, I, I think the, you, the Old North State National is the third Old North State National, 30,000 to win. Fourth one, actually. Fourth. It'll be fourth. Fourth. Oh, that's right, fourth. fourth. Um, <clears throat> Do you feel like, I mean, we have had good car count. You've had great races, you know. Um, I'm sure Josh Berry's doing everything that he can possibly do to make arrangements to be there, um, being that he's won the last two. But do you feel like having this race as the first race of the year gives you a little bit more of an advantage as far as maybe getting that higher car count that you're looking for?
2: I hope so. I mean, that's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons we did change it. Um, having it in April and one year in October, presented a little bit of a problem because what we were hearing is, well, I don't want to do that because NASCAR points have already started, et cetera, et cetera, et et cetera. Uh, This gives them no excuse. Uh, I don't think there's any track that's going to start that early. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm, I'm anxious to see if some of those folks that we heard that story from actually show up or find another excuse
3: are you licking your chops to go back to fairway <laughs> surprisingly not uh, you know yeah we, we did pull the win off there but um not one of my favorite you know tracks but you know i think it'll be uh unbelievable race and uh i think it was an awesome idea to make it the first race of the year um i do believe you know every year i thought oh we're gonna have 45 50 cars and um i feel for jack because I think, you know, we had the COVID issue uh, the one year, and then this year we had a ton of rain that ruined the whole Saturday deal. So, uh, you know, just hoping that we can um, maybe have one clean Old North State National Weekend, and I think uh, it'll be a a successful event. Yeah, going to to ACE for a second time, I
1: know that Jason Turner has pushed to have a second race. Mm You'll go to ACE standalone with the late models in May and then return, I believe, in August with both the, the pro late models and the late models. What led to that decision to go to ACE twice?
2: Well, as you said, uh, the Turners have really pushed to get a second date, uh, and they have been very, very good partners. Uh, they run a nice racetrack. It's a, it's a nice facility. It's mm-hmm. painted. It's cleaned up. Garbage hauled away. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's a good experience for not only our competitors, but the fans as well. Yeah. So uh, we had an opportunity and kind of worked a little bit of a deal out and he got a second date.
1: Another track that we go to for the first time um, under the Cars Tour banner, um, head to Jacksonville, Goodyear All-American Speedway. They've got a big... Ten thousand to win race next Sunday, uh, which will be their first marquee event since um, Anthony Goodyear's taken over. Talk a little bit about the trip down to Jacksonville and what kind of led the the cars tour to go down
2: there and give them their first date. Well, I was am somewhat familiar with the racetrack, having run a Pro Cup cars there. Uh, again, uh, it's been several years since we were there, but uh, nice facility. Good racetrack, kind of a D-shaped mm-hmm. type of thing, a little bit different for our competitors. Again, uh, and you know, Anthony reached out to me when he uh, when he did the deal and was very interested in having us come down. He was present at Carteret when we went to Carteret a time or two, and so uh, I think I think our reputation preceded us, which was a good thing. Yeah. Uh, And he thought that that would be a really good show to bring to his new racetrack.
1: Yeah. A couple of racetracks not on the 2022 schedule that were on the 2021 schedule, but there's also a couple of tracks that were on the 2020 schedule that are back on the schedule for 2022. Greenville Pick and Speedway, uh, both the late models and pro late models will be there on April the 9th. And then... Head back up to uh, Franklin County Speedway on May 21st and uh, just talk a little bit about bringing both of those tracks. Those were two tracks that were kind of fill-ins like you mentioned during the COVID-19 in 2020. Those are two racetracks that kind of opened their arms to you and allowed you to race there. And is this kind of the giving back to them,
2: the opportunity? It is. uh, Taking one at a time, Greenville Pickens, uh, last year we did go back, but with just a super. Right. They they really like the late model stocks there, yeah. and, and don't get me wrong that we had a nice uh, nice reception for the supers also, but the late model stocks a um, little bit more popular at Greenville because that's the type of car they run at Greenville Pickens. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Anders and his people were always very pleasant to work with. It's a half-mile racetrack, so our guys can let it hang out a little bit. It's not our typical bullring here, yeah. Um, so we felt it was a good mix. It's early in the year, so we should have pretty decent weather, if we hope. Turning our attention to um, Franklin, I'll be honest with you: when we went there in 2020, when I I'd never been to Franklin County in my life, yeah. I don't know a lot of people that have. Had you? I'd never been there either. (laughs) And I pulled in, and I got to be honest with you. I thought, "Oh my God, what have I done?" You know. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, everybody rose to the occasion. Yeah, it was a little bit of a challenge getting everybody in that small infield area, which is one reason why we are taking both eyes. So we'll probably have the same challenge. But anyway, the, what proved to be was two tremendous races. Absolutely. And I've told numerous people, the wrecker sat on his pad all night long. The wrecker was never dispatched yep. to an incident in two 100-plus lap races. Yeah. Yeah. So what the track was what the drivers made it. Yeah. And, and it's the same with Wake County. A lot of people say, "Oh my God, I want to go to Wake County." I still, I honestly
1: still think the best race in twenty twenty was at Franklin County. It
2: it was. It
1: absolutely was. I mean, watching Jared Fryer and Mike Looney Uh, the last ten laps. I mean, you couldn't. They
3: just wore each other out, but they never. They didn't wreck each other. Right. I I think the track, just the track itself, breeds side by side racing. It does. And, and, And one more thing, the fans were tremendous. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah.
2: If you remember, we had a horrible night weather-wise. There was yeah. lightning and thunder and everything. Oh, yeah. But he still had 1,500 people there. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. And they were a loud group too. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they were somewhat I
1: remember seeing on the backstretch, because uh, we, were, we were parked on the backstretch, <clears throat> and obviously Mike's got a huge fan base there. Oh yeah. And to see people throwing beer cans at Jared Fryer <laughs> when he went by on his victory lap was—it made you feel like you're at a cup race. At Bum so, Gray, <laughs> um, Justin, I'll ask you as as a as a driver and a and a car owner, um, you'll have um, both the pro and a, and a late model again in 2022. What are your thoughts on going back to some of these tracks, Greenville Pickens, Franklin County? Um, You know, obviously,
3: you know, we talked about Caraway already, but. Some of these tracks that we didn't go to in 2021? Uh, you know, I, I think with the following that we see with the Cars Tour right now, I, I think every uh, track owner slash promoter should be uh, begging for a date on that schedule. But, um, you know, there's obviously some tracks that I like, some I uh, dislike. I can definitely, um, you know, I know I think each uh race and each uh, event uh, holds a reason why we're there. And I think all of them are first-class facilities that that will uh, be awesome for for racing.
1: Jack, I think that's one thing that that you and I talked about. Um, This is a traveling series, and you've got all these different disciplines of short tracks. They're all short tracks, but you go somewhere like Dominion that's very high speed, very high grip. You go to somewhere like Wake County that's your top, you know, your your average lap speed's like thirty-eight miles an hour. You know, it's 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 gas up, slam on the brakes. This schedule has everything that you could imagine
2: in a short track. Yeah, we're we're actually very fortunate to have at our disposal these this variety of track. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. I mean, this is a touring series. Uh it's touring series for veterans like Justin and Deke and Bobby McCarty, but it's also for the again for the 14, 15, 16-year-old kids. This is where they hone their skills. What what do they have to do to change their driving habits at these different tracks? It only prepares them for the future. Yeah. I mean, you take a look at a truck series today or the Xfinity series today. I I enjoy sitting watching television and watching that scroll go by because yep, he was there. He's been there. He's you, with you, us. I'm gonna tell that's you, you got, you, got a, you
1: got a very very long list of, yeah. of successful drivers that have made it at the next level, and
2: that's probably the most satisfying, gratifying thing to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the last thing I wanted to touch base with, as far as looking forward to 2022. Uh, obviously the announcement of running the pro late model series um, in conjunction with the late model. Talk a little bit about the decision to do that. And, and, you know, again, you and I talked a little bit about this, where the super late models were kind of a standalone. We really feel like these pro late model is kind of a stepping stone into the late model side of the cars tour. How much of that went into to building the program to where it's, I don't know if you want to call it a, a JV and a varsity, but it does have that kind of feel. You it know?
2: does. You know, back in 2015 when we got started, you know, I'll admit we we were super late model prone to favor the supers a little bit mm-hmm. against the late model stocks. Over the past five or six, seven years now, that has completely flipped Uh, to where now our premier division is late model stocks. The pro-late models are, you're absolutely right. From what I understand from industry people, people that work with driver development, kids coming out of the legends cars and stuff like that, the next logical step for them is into a pro-late model. Mm -hmm. They're easier to drive. They're easier to work on. And it's a natural stepping stone into the late model stock, which now is a logical step into a truck for Xfinity.
1: Now, Keely, you and I talked about this a little bit um, as far as what the expectation is as far as car count. And I know that there was a lot of interest. I know you guys did a lot of research before making this announcement to make sure that you felt like you had the car count and the teams that were really, really wanting to commit to this. Can you talk a little bit about that?
4: Absolutely. I mean, at first, you know, when we did release the news, we were kind of we already had a good idea of some teams that were already committed to us. But the outpour on social media of of drivers coming from everywhere um, that they were so excited to, you know, transition their supers into a pro or, um, you know, just running at different tracks and wanting to compete with us, um, it's actually been really cool to see that. And, you know, I think that we, as a series, pride ourselves in loyalty with our late model stocks. Our late model stocks are very loyal to us, and that's just something that we weren't really receiving back from the supers. Like, if you look down through um, the field of supers that we've had, like, it it varied quite a bit. And so Mm -hmm. I think that introducing the pros will, in terms, be a little bit more of like a loyalty division with us. What do you think?
3: I, I mean, think you've was, been uh, around racing yeah. for a long time. Um, I agree with it, you know, kind of being a, a stepping stone. I mean, uh, they're going to have a lot less uh, horsepower. The cars are rack and pinion and light, a um, little, little easier to drive. But, you know, overall, I think with, with super, some of the problem there was a lot of the Super guys, you know, there's these... 10 races throughout the year and they might be in Florida or, you know, uh, Pennsylvania, you know, there's these events that, that they bounce to. And I, and I think instead of just being, uh, competing against your local, you know, Southeast, uh, like you do with the late stock, you're competing nationwide for car count. Um, I feel like, you know, I feel like with the pros, um, I think that that's going to be a growing series anyway, just because of the affordability uh, with the motors and uh, some of the packages that they have there uh, should should really grow into something special.
1: Well, it's definitely very exciting. I know that uh, 2022 will be here before you know it. Um, So we look forward to that. Caution flag is out. Segment two is over here. The Stickered Up podcast. Brandon Willers got the yellow flag out. We'll come down Pit Road, Sticker Up. When we return, we'll have two very special guests for some breaking news. You're listening to the Sticker Up Podcast. Stickered,
5: Stickered up. up, official podcast to of the Cars Tour sponsor of the Cars Tour.
0: Race Cars Building Championship Race Cars provider of championship winning late model stock chassis RNS Services providing chassis body hanging turnkey purchases parts and baseline setups contact RNS today at 336-213-0736 that's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car that's RNS Race Cars 336-213-0736 South Boston Virginia <laughs> Needing
5: new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the
0: official pit stop
5: of the Stickered Up
0: podcast Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.TV. That's PitRow.TV. Don't change that channel. This is Bobby
6: McCarty, driver of the number 22, Solid Rock Carriers, Toyota. You're listening to Stickered Up Podcast.
1: Green flag, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Segment three of our video edition of Stickered Up Podcast, we've got two very special guests. First to my right, Mr. Trey Thacker with Pure Tank Lines, Chief Operating Officer. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it being here. Absolutely. And then to Jack's left, a lot of people know this guy. He's familiar with all short track racers and fans. Mr. Kirk Ipock with Solid Rock Carriers. Kirk, welcome back to the Stickered Up Podcast. Thank you
7: for having me. Glad to be here.
1: Well, segment three, we we kind of set this up and uh, we're going to let Jack and uh, take over the platform here and give us some very exciting breaking news on what some things that we can expect
2: here in 2022. Well... I think our largest news for the general racing public is the fact that within this envelope, which I was just handed 20 minutes ago, is a signed contract from Mr. Kirk Ipock and his lovely wife, Lynette, that they are going to be the title sponsor of the Cars Tour Series for the next two years, 2022-2023. And I cannot be any more excited that we have been able to do what Kirk has expected of us in the last two years to have enough faith in us and uh, to go for two more. We're just thrilled to death.
1: Well, Kirk, I'll uh, first and foremost, um, as a race fan and supporter of the the sport that we that we all love here, uh, can't thank you enough for your. Con- continued support of the Cars Tour, short track racing. And man, talk a little bit about what 2021 looked like for you from a from a sponsor standpoint for the Cars Tour.
7: Well, really we have to go back to 2020. Uh, like he told Jack earlier in the segment, he had to find racetracks to race at cause of the COVID. And then we had the tire thing and him and his staff, they did an exceptional job in 2020, again in 2021. Jack and I, when we sat down in 2019, we had high hopes for 2020. Didn't know this pandemic was going to hurt like it did. But we even have higher expectations for the next two years on the cars tour. I think it's, well, no, I know it's the best series out there, and we can only grow on it.
1: Jack, anything you else want to share as far as the the what the, 2022 is going to look like for, for late model stock car
2: competitors? No, well, the other the other news, the other news and thanks again to Kurt, Lynette, Lin- and everybody, all the employees and everybody at Saldrock, because it has to, they have to be involved in this. But because of their involvement, our late model stocks are going to see a significant improvement in the purse structure. We are going on a regular basis to increase the purse about $10,000 per event. Oh, wow. Kirk let it be known to me that this was one of the things that he wanted to do was to up the starting money. In the two years past, it's been $800. Next year and in 2023, anyone that starts a Cars Tour late model event will make $1,200. Wow. So it's an increase. For the starting purse of four hundred dollars, which is fifty percent. You
1: know, there's some tra- there's some short tracks out there that don't pay that to win. We are aware of it, and you guys not are paying that not all short to tracks start. got
2: solid rock carriers either. That is true. That that's... And, and and now per your tank lines. Yeah. Uh, as I said, I'm I'm just thrilled to death. I can't hardly believe it. Uh, this racing game is not an easy game to play. But when you have partners like this, it makes it a whole lot easier.
1: Yeah, and, and to bring Trey in and career Tank Lines, uh, obviously they stepped up to the plate at the end of 2021, uh, $10,000 to win Wake County Speedway. Most you, definitely. You, you guys were very lucky because one of your guys actually won it with Deke McCaskill, which, uh, which was awesome.
6: <laughs> like, Jack, like Jack says, one of the memorable moments, uh, yeah. you know, Deke... Uh, Deke uh, went through a lot, so uh, he's he's certainly a, a most respected guy I know of in the industry. A lot of a lot of the guys in the Xfinity series and the Cup series talk highly of him, and uh, everybody's got a lot of respect for him. You know, uh, we watched him in that one race, didn't push the guy to to, uh, to to get the win there, and he said he just doesn't race like that. Just a just a classy guy. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, I still
1: give him hell yep. for not moving Josh <laughs> to win thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> But uh, but 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 Trey, just to kind of reiterate, uh, career tank lines again. Um, very familiar with drivers like Dean McCaskill, Justin Johnson, Lane Riggs. You guys have been great partners for them. But but you guys have decided to to step it up and be a more intricate part with the Cars Tour for a handful of races in twenty twenty two, and talk a little bit about the. The logic and the thought behind that process.
6: Well, like I say, uh, it's uh, it's a great industry to be in. Kirk's involved a lot, and uh, he does a great for the industry. Um, we we as a whole, Donnie, he uh, he drove legend cars, drove late model cars, so he was very much a, a racer. Um, talk about Justin Johnson, um, Justin. I remember when he used to come into the office to come get the little sponsorship money and and grow him as an individual. It's it's really about as as Jack says taking a kid that's 12, 13 years old, putting him in a car, if that's a, a legend car or a, a whatever car to to get them to this level, and and grow that person. Um, and putting these kids in these cars and, and getting them here, and and this series is probably, well, I know it is, like Kirk says, it's the most competitive and the best group of guys that, that I see race out there every day, day in and day out. It's just a, a real competitive market, and. And
1: a good good group of guys. Speaking of competitive market, one of the things that you guys did um, at Wake County, you had drivers, potential drivers, CDL driver with license, come to Wake County, get in, trying to recruit, and um, you guys used the cars tour and short track racing as an opportunity to kind of grow your your field of drivers.
6: We do, as uh, the news post every day. You know, you're looking for for truck drivers every day, and and uh, let's just face it, a, a lot of a lot of the racing network uh, relate with with trucking and mechanicing, and and uh, we're always looking good help, and and we really are into racing. So those guys coming into the racetrack and being involved, and we just uh, we like racing. So the uh, the recruiting part of it is just a, a add on. Jacks Jacks let us take out the big trucks on the racetrack, so we've been able yeah. to do that and had a good time with that. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, it's it's a good fit for us.
1: Hey Jack, do you think we could have maybe a trucking exhibition, maybe for, at the throwback race? We could have a couple of rear trucks, a couple of solid rock trucks, maybe
2: ten laps. Oh, you mean like oh a, yeah, like a grudge match? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Kurt, 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 Rubens no. racing. Rubens racing. Rubens racing. <laughs> Rubbin's <Ruben's> racing. racing. <laughs> like to no. Yeah.
1: But but again, and and Kurt, you and I've talked about this too. I mean, think you know you guys. Still, you guys are looking for, for drivers all yep. the time, looking to hire. And, you know, have you seen the same result as far as, you know, people showing interest because of your support of short track racing?
7: Very little, very little, which, like what they did at Wake County. I mean, I told Trey, told Donnie, I meant, that was phenomenal. I meant, that was probably the best recruiting that you could possibly do because I meant, I've tried TV, I've tried radio, I've tried newspaper, and We're more fortunate than now because the volume of trucks they have. Yeah. We have uh, 31 trucks now. And uh, because when COVID hit, you know, a lot of freight went missing. So I couldn't sit there and see nine trucks sitting on the yard every month and making payments and everything on it. But uh, (laughs) they have a whole lot more trucks. And right now we're very fortunate that we do have a driver per truck. I would like it a little better than that because, you know, when people get sick or, have to have awful family you know when the wheels aren't turning the benjamins ain't coming yeah
1: yeah i get that trey uh, you know talking about talking to kurt about his truck talk a little bit about your fleet what you guys have got at career so
6: we uh we operate we do a lot of housing materials we also do um aggregates we also do powdered cement we're big in the construction industry um, we kind of have a, a summer sport where we do liquid asphalt and help the construction industry out um, everybody kind of sees on tv you know bills getting passed and so there's all the time need for help for construction and fixing our roads um, and then we go to a winter sport where we haul propane gases and butane gases uh, to eat your house with propane so we do a little of both so really a driver can come and start with me on ground zero in a dump truck or a dump trailer and graduate itself to a pneumatic or a tanker and then move into the hazmat world. So you really can take um, a young individual and that's really what we're we're trying to get in this market. You got the older generation leaving the trucking industry and you don't have a lot of the young generation wanting to come in the trucking industry. So those are the problems that we fight as a trucking environment is we just don't have a lot of people wanting to come into our industry. So uh, as, as the older, Gentlemen, go out. It's uh, it's we got to have that replacement. So, um, like I said, we can take a guy from ground zero and then get him all the way to the to the to the cars tour series of, yeah. of trucking. Well, I tell you there, what, man, that's a good way of putting it. But, yeah. but,
1: but look, that's the thing, man. You guys, you guys need drivers, and both of you guys have told me guys can go and make six figures, no problem. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, six figures, no problem. Have a weekend off to come watch Cars Tour Run, you know, support <laughs> Solid Rock, support Pareer. I mean, it's, it's all win-win. So any of you guys, young, young drivers out there looking for someone, Pareer Tank Lines is hiring, Solid Rock Carriers is hiring. And guys, thank you guys so much for what you guys do for short track racing. It, it makes, uh, I know it makes Jack, makes your job a lot easier, doesn't it? It does. It absolutely does. Yeah. Kurt, just to, uh, to wrap up. What's your expectation for 2022? I mean, what do you what what do you see in 2022? Well, when
7: you got people like Donnie and Trey coming on, it can't do anything but help the series. Uh, just like you just said a while ago, just with what you get for entering the cars to a cars store race. Yeah. I'm hoping that when we go to these tracks like Ace and Greenville Pickens and Franklin, that some of the local guys. They can't make that if they win a Saturday night feature day. And then they can stack themselves up to what I call the best of the best in the racing industry right now. And if you can go out there and beat a Justin Johnson or Bobby McCarty or Jared Fryer, you've done something because they are the best of the best.
1: Yeah. Jack did want to ask you again. program that you guys have had a lot of success with over the last few years, the and the 12, is that something that, again, we'll see in 2022? Absolutely, and it'll be even more enhanced. Okay. So uh, when, when, can, when can drivers apply for
2: that? What we're going to do this year, uh, we are going to send notices out to our existing Touring 12. Okay. Just simply, do you want to be considered? So we'll get a feedback from them during December, and then I'm going to pick a date. January 5th, January 10th, we will send out, hey, general public, we have six openings of okay. the Touring 12. Okay. And they will have till February the 10th. I'd like to have the Touring 12 established, ready to go, up and running, one month in advance of Caraway. That's my goal. Okay.
1: Well, that sounds good. And again, I think um, I speak on behalf of every race fan. It's a Cars Tour fan, short track racing fan that very excited um, for where the Cars Tour is going in 2022. I think that uh, 2021 was another. And I always say this. I don't know that it can get any better, but it seems to get a little bit better every year, man. So you set the bar very high. So we, as race fans, we challenge you to
2: and I answer, I answer the call again, and obviously with And I accept the challenge, and and with the help of folks like these here here to my left and my right, yeah, we'll get it done. Absolutely.
1: Well, that pretty much does it for here as far as wrapping up. I can't thank you guys enough for being part of uh, this inaugural video edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. And uh, Jack, I just want to thank you personally for giving. Um, myself and broadcasting experts the opportunity to to do the stickered up podcast for the entirety Mm -hmm. of 2021 we had an absolute blast doing it Um, i think that we got really really good feedback good um look forward to talking to you about continuing in 2022 Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: and thank you so much for what you do for the pleasure the pleasure is all ours and thank you for everything that you do um you know media PR and all that's vitally important. Yeah. Uh, some people said, you know, good and bad. Well, we'd like to all be good. But right. Sometimes we get the bad. That's right. And and that's part of the game. Absolutely. That's part of the game. Absolutely. Trey,
1: thank you so much for being on. Most definitely. I appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. And Kurt, as always, thank you again for all that you do for Short Track Racing. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you next weekend down at Goodyear, won't we?
7: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, i want to thank trey too for them coming on because uh they believe in the series trey and i have taught donnie and myself have taught and they believe in the series like i believe in the series and i think it's going to make it all even better racing yeah
1: well again we look forward to 2022 2022 is just around the corner. And again, I wanted to uh, take a moment to thank all the people behind the scenes that have made this particular. Video edition of the Stickered Up podcast possible. Special thanks to Thomas Lipscomb, Sarah McConsky, Joe Plaza behind the cameras. Um, as always, Dave Perkins and Morgan Patrick here at Broadcasting Experts for all of their help all year long. And again, would be remiss not to thank our sponsors here at the Stickered Up podcast all year long: Solid Rock Carriers, Thrifty Tire, BST, RNS Race Cars, and Pit Road TV. This is Stephen Dunn signing off. 2022 is right around the corner. That's the checkered flag on this season of the Stickered Up podcast.
5: Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.